0: The history of hardcore. You know, it's all about the history. The history of hardcore podcast. The history of hardcore podcast. Okay, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to History of Hardcore Podcast part four. Today we've joined in the studio. We have an audience as well at the back. Today live audience, we're guys. Okay, we're joined by the main man, Mr. Raindance, Raindance man, Rich. Welcome Brilliant. to the studio, my brother. Nice, nice to see you, my friend. I really should be here, sir. How are you? Um, You
1: look f- flippin' massive. Older, poorer, and, poor and bolder, as so I always say. You massive. <laughs> <laughs> you have you spent a bit of workout in the gym? Yeah, I tried. But yeah? It's swimming, mate. It's swimming. You need to branch out. Get to swimming. a bit into swimming. a bit of decathlon, maybe. No, it's so how are you, sir, anyway? Uh, no,
0: I'm cool. It looks nice in a cool. slow contract.
1: Uh, first time, a yeah. bit, little bit out of your jurisdiction, of London. is it? little or Norwich. Came up, yeah, moved to Norwich recently. Okay. Came up the to train today. Got up at half six, but I sorry half past four. Uh, but I went through Long Eaton, which is not too interesting because my father used to be a speedway rider. Right, okay. Long Eaton. Well, it's the first time we've fight. Okay, well.
0: Okay, You're talking bit. about you, your father and speedway racing. We're going to come into that a little bit later, exactly. are we? With, yeah. A bit of a story behind yeah. that. Um we we'll start at the beginnings. You can just give us a little bit of background on yourself, where you're from,
1: your upbringing, uh, how your childhood was. People uh, may, may know me or not. Uh, Richard, known as Richard Braindance on the scene. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I got into raving at a stage in my life where it's basically saved me, where things could have gone seriously wrong, from which would have harked back to where my family was from hmm Uh so in, ravings, in the I will do that in a second. Raving has kept me like poor but happy, I would say. Yeah. Uh yeah, and happy is rich
0: since its wealth in itself, I mate. Mean, so
1: that indeed is. So you know I don't regret any of that. Uh basically I'm from West Ham. Um born in nineteen sixty two. working out, people, I'm not selling it. It's old. No, yep. it's not me. Youth, not youth. <laughs> so, born in West Ham, um, born into a family that were top of a tree, um, criminal wise. Okay. So, bank robbers. You so come from a criminal background? Criminal background, yeah. Um, and our more, it were, specialised in um, robbing holiday camps. Okay. In the late 50s and 60s, because that's where the money was, mm-hmm. for packing holidays mean. for invented, etc. Blah, 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 blah. Well, there was plenty of cash at the end of the week to be taken. That's it, that's it. So, uh, I was born into that. Um, old man uh, got jailed for 10 years when I was two. Yeah. So, I used to visit him at Dartmoor. Right. Interesting, Um, cetera. It's a kind of heavyweight background. And I um, spent my kind of teenage years as early man trying to find out about it. Um So, you read the like, kind of organic books. Right, okay. A sort of kind of crime books were kind of organic, but real. And now it's an industry, it's a cashing. Yeah. So it's not yeah. it's not real. Yeah. So yeah. it's just trying to find your place in life, which will happen to everybody at some point in life and we'll find out where you're from, et cetera, and that sort of stuff. So that was where I was brought up, and there's all sorts of things. There's just one one real claim to claim without being too boring about it is that the, the Italian job, uh, the, the idea for the Mini coupon Car in the Italian job, actually comes from my old man's old Bailey court case. That's a pretty cool claim to fame that, my friend, I've say. How many people can come up with that? Only you. Yes, it's, 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 uh, the, the brief story behind it is that um, doing robberies like they did Motors, so with big Motors, They linked them um, with the scripts for Z cars, in the back of the motor, the just to spring. invite people out there to so talk Zed, Zed Cars. Z Cars was the first ever crime show uh, in the UK in the late 50s, 60s. Uh, the old man's nicked a motor at some point with the Zed Cars script in it, so there was a big shout and kerfuffle about it. Uh, from that moment, Troy Kennedy-Martin who wrote Zed Cars and whose scripts we had stolen, work became interested in the court case. He followed the numerous court cases of the Old Bailey, etc. blah blah blah. And um so the headlines from the old Bailey case in the newspapers were Wall of Death drove escape cars, which is um, the police came from the father. Uh he escaped in the Mini Cooper with another gang member, Richard Flaurrel named after Richard. Um escaped in the Mini Cooper, threw out blocks of wood with navels and called uh, out windows, early stingers, blew up police car tires, set them out car tracks around Essex weather, never caught. So great big headlines on weather, but it was Mini Cooper car. Uh, Working right, through the Bay the idea for the mini Cooper is being used in the. Of uh, course, that Italian job comes directly from that court yeah. um, It's pretty really cool. And another, uh, just one other side to that is the mini Coopers at the time of being souped up by a person called Colin Chapman, who runs, who started every Farmers' very famous car company uh, in Norwich. Looking <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to look it up.
0: So yeah, hey, so to save you a minute and a half of Googling, yeah, people,
1: yeah, by exactly. the way. So basically, <laughs> I was born into that, Um then uh, my father came out when I was twelve. It was like like the A bit A uh, few years of happy family life. Yeah. Uh, good upbringing. Yeah, very good upbringing. Yeah. Apart from absence of my father, I'm very good at washing up and hoovering. I love washing up and hoovering. there <laughs> yeah, we go. Can't, can't do any mechanics, nothing like that. Um, he doesn't actually occasionally the, message me
0: for hoovering and dishwashing no, and vice the otherwise. There you go. No, it's your own time, isn't it?
1: Like the stress <laughs> that
0: we get from artists and... MCs. Dishwashing is actually quite therapeutic. No, I don't do, diff-
1: do, wash do, to, no, do, do no, dishwashing. No, you up. No! Who I doing dishwashing? Come on, it's very therapeutic. You should try it sometime. No, washing up is very good. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's <laughs> the therapy, that's the therapy. Um, so yeah, family life and then um, just as uh, 17 mm-hmm. and then a month the bit. Right. So I got go over that, then the old man threw me out. Blah, 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 twenty 20, yeah, yeah, that first job. So you had first to years. grow up... Yeah, years. yeah, yeah, pretty darn Yeah. Come a man. That, that sort of stuff, yes, Yeah, see Rain dance man. Yeah, so by the time I was 25, I was born with my first job, which was Ministry of Defence. Okay. I ain't doing that for the rest of my life. How long were you there for? Five years. One day short, five years very though, very my short. Pension. Oh, right. so my right. okay. so pension. Okay, your you There you go. Got that back. Then I was going to go reconnecting the old man, and so if I had a planet, I'd either be in Spain looking on the show in jail, yeah, or, or, or S- somewhere, somewhere you didn't really want to be, or, or somewhere or you would want to be, me, but for the wrong reasons, or thinking shit or whatever. But um, so, yeah, raving came along and uh, so just kept yeah. me out of
0: interest. Musical musical influences when you were younger, so when did you first sort of discover music? What were you listening to in your younger years, and
1: oh, how did m- that move m- music Music up to rave time had not played a Significant part of. What's also Really interesting. interesting. I, said, I was always into football, playing football, and then I was running football, so slightly, slightly football. Okay. Then to um, I say I was looking to reconnect with my old man. Uh, left my civil service job, split up with missus, sold my house, went to the back of my old man, and bought a Cobra kit car. Okay. Because I'd been brought up as a child with my mum driving around in like a sports car. So obviously in the day of the, the, baby, the, the kit cars. <laughs> Yep, so I, I had that. Um was doing doing that and um, I had a friend at the time when I was playing football, Alan Bowers, throughout the rally, And um he uh, was to do Force radio right and okay. involved with them as well as um being coming from a heavyweight family himself, so he was running security firms, etc. So we ended up been, I have another friend who had a sound system, so I was putting the two together. And before we did it, we became like the, the go to firm to be prepared to uh, break into and maybe get arrested in the morning doing like, non illegal parties. They were a warehouse busted. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. So we had the balls to do it as, like, you know, the, the top end got warmed off of it. You know, we were kind of. Well, what year friends. was this? This would have been uh, early 89. The months, right? Right, okay. So you were kind of doing,
0: in your area, what Neville was doing in the Midlands, yeah, around the same that sort of you jacking warehouses, <laughs> putting sound systems in and bringing <laughs> people together from all that's, across the country that's
1: for nights nice of absolute that, madness. Yeah. You know, that was it. Um. So doing doing that sort of thing and walking in a warehouse and whatever, I just suddenly realised that I could, about 10 minutes, so I could suss exactly out exactly what was going yeah. on. Did you enjoy the of breaking into the warehouses? Uh, is there a buzz to it that sort of makes you think? Oh, I like doing that. I understand violence for money, where I come from. <laughs> As I said this to Andy Swallow, ICF set and whatever. Yeah. I understand violence for money. I do not understand violence for a buzz. Right, which is what football against against mm-hmm. Never. So there is, yeah. there is a difference. Yeah, that's So a, breaking a, in or whatever, uh, whatever. It wasn't about a buzz. It was a means to an end. Yeah, so again making money. You know that 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 that's the reason. I'm, you're I'm about it. it? So I. So we did, like, did that, um, then um, we came to do the um, production sound lighting for what was Raindance's second party. And this would have been in November 89. Okay. So they'd done the first one in September, which had um, went all weekend, it wasn't stopped, but very sparsely oh, Okay. So they went to do it again. So they rolled the dice, and this time they did it as a children in need event. So basically, you uh, by doing that, they did it legitimately, cameras down, burnt money, etc. But they, they got a legitimate uh, licence to have a disco until 12 o'clock at midnight. Okay, so they used the, the Children Eat banner basically to,
0: to so access
1: be, the, uh, it, the the zone. It enabled the setting up of the yeah. infrastructure. The leads t- to an end. Yeah, the tents, etc. Because at that time, any time a tent going up, the police will load you. Yeah,
0: straight away. Right. So,
1: so they got away with it that way, then the uh, party was, uh, the disco ended at 12, uh, just after the Mutt Wrestling. And then <laughs> when the, the ball went out to all the meet points and everybody came down and did, we just like, carried on basically, it did turn sounds at some and time. Mr. And so I was give, a sure. of And started on much wrestling? Don't still best choice, have That went to about three and then the police stayed along with the riot squad, they were geared on the hill, so you went to drink his own. Fire, Had a while to go and, down. down. And it uh, Everyone was, it was. Happy, so nobody didn't know the police yeah, we'll, so what, do you know, I mean? so it stopped and then after that I just joined Raindance after that basically. So that was your introduction you into Rain and yeah. into promoting. That was it. So then my job at Raindance, Dance uh, at the time I became the person who went around the country doing uh, the promoting yeah. and you know flying, be being the face of it. So that's, I was going That's to where, like I first, that. where I first met you flying outside yeah. of the sanctuary. I think it was after that, that, that came quite a few years later, but like in 89 and 90 I was going to like, um, like Massey's TikTok Top events in Swansea at yeah. Martin Vineyard. That would end at one o'clock on Friday so we'd do that then come back and go to Dungeons, uh, Crowlands Road where we had sound parts of sound systems, all that sort of stuff. Um, also I went to the Dome in Birmingham, Right, I met the level there, for um... the first time but that was famous at the time because it was a place with the, with the Pete Porsche. If you remember, remember that, that court case, there be something on us. No, show. Or somewhere else. Pete quite famous, did that. Uh, well, then obviously we were doing Sterns, where we had parts of the sound system as well. Countries countries yeah. radar, so I became an face everywhere of Rain arcs and it it grew from there. You're kind of doing what, what now is described as networking. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Before, before we even knew what. We Get were doing. yourself out there, yeah. doing it organically. Or it. You're, you're, just, you're just going with the flow. You're not thinking about tomorrow. I mean, this, 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 from the background that I've got, what happened was that mm. I was able to do that because I could be rich and be poor because there was no control in Left in my life, my parents are gone, no responsibilities. <laughs> do so whatever. So and that's still pretty much the same now. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I still put on parties now because I can. And you know. It doesn't mean I'm making money, uh, no. I just do it because I do it, some stick, some don't. You know. a- anybody who thinks that
0: promoters, even because they put on bigger events, think we'll drive around in Porsches and flash cars and got big flash houses in the country, we have. No. Is it? No,
1: no, <laughs> that's no. fantasy land. I mean, Smart, people that glamour. Really start with a bigger fortune in the first place. Or they're, they're part of the event come. I mean, yes. How are you doing well for?
0: <laughs> Say no more.
1: We like Wolf-
0: Wolf's good, yeah. We like false original.
1: <laughs> so um yeah, so I found myself doing running rain darts Um then rain darts so what happened with rain darts We the Jenkins Lane site at the end of nineteen eighty nine, the ASICA Squad squad stroke pay party unit had killed the orbiting parties. Right, okay. and we were left standing at the end it, because we had a site that was suitable and the people behind it Describe orbitals to some people out there Sorry, everyone, we, that, all, all the main... massive parties, your sun your energies uh, Up this neck of the woods you'd be talking about joy, which the Donnelly brothers did at that time yeah. right? So those sort of scale events, biology, etc um, as well, the yeah. other day so, so was, you know, there, was, there was that thing but that was killed by the end of '89 there was a vacuum um, and Jenkins name was himself standing and we knew how to get a license at that time we also had a, fi- a retired fire chief officer we had somebody who is now a barrister who was doing the legal side for Have us. people us. on your side that were able to open doors for you that and we maybe our faces our faces fitted yeah uh, and you know we knew how to do it so they gave us the license so, so, we, so there was a gap there and you were deemed yeah. fit to fill it yeah. up, that's and right we, we filled the vacuum so we were like legal from march the 3rd 1990 and we had the football for about 18 months and then uh, like other people like uh, perception appeared fantasia etc and what happened what happened um so we were the first legal all-night event guaranteed to go on what we also did, took the piddle slightly, is that we um, were running coaches to our cycles. We had parking problems on-site, we coaches. But we were also sending coaches up to Trafalgar Square all right. from about midnight to bring people from London to our site to guarantee to go to 6 in the morning. And people in London could only go out to 3 in the morning. So you had the story with the crazy club and all the great clubs in London. because so We were coaching their people. Them I suppose, I suppose right. 3 o'clock goes past uh, uh, mm-hmm. another venue, then you've got the backdraft. Or you've well, well, you yeah. about going to nick them while they're in the queue and come with us. Here you go. Yeah. So that upset the apple cart with people like Philip Salon, famous club promoter, yeah. etc. But I would argue that it hastened the all night licensing of clubs, which came. So, you yeah. know, obviously, Stuart in the eclipse up here got the first all night club license. Yeah, that's, that's right. Cool. So we, we run with the football for a while, then perception appeared. Huh? Uh, Fantasia appeared and people the boom, and then, the boom happened Yeah, that's right So I would say So 90 was ours Then towards the end of it Deception appeared And then 91 It was still a struggle And Universe were born And that sort of stuff Then when it went into ninety to um, 92 Right There was a license every week Everyone was getting a license all the time. So you could see, like, the authorities are going, okay, let them bankrupt themselves. They're doing it there. Yeah. Let them bankrupt themselves. So you could see the ride on the wall. So that that was basically what happened. Rain Dance itself, we blew up at Easter. Um, Lou and I, who had the Jenkins on site, we. We took the site Ray and his uh, Ray himself. He took the name with his people. Um, He ran it into the ground. We went to a party drinking, saying that was a problem. Came from their side, so they messed us up, and we spent a year messing them up. Something I don't recommend, and it won't happen. (laughs) Take care of that. That's the truth of the matter. So then, when you came around ninety two, everyone had a license. A bit chaotic. Um, At the end of ninety two. Fantasia had had their run. They've the done football. the big ones, out there. Yeah, they? Yeah, they, they, got, they, they, got the, they got the zeitgeist at Matcham's Park. I was there. That was beautiful weather. Everything perfect. perfect. Summertime night. Yeah, then they did, um, obviously, they did Dyington Park. Then they did the Bath the Showground, which we had previously had done. Then they did um, like some cute advertising, by James, for, <laughs> for, for Little Coat House. There we go. That was that. Uh that kind of busted their well, Was sure. <laughs> busted their flash somewhat. <laughs> and uh, they blew up, didn't they, the sanctuary on their birthday party when, yeah. when James stopped to, to have some A sort of fashion show, show, which was all very interesting A bit and good. Unusual. That was cool, that was cool. Right, so that that was that and at that time universe were kicked. They were the, the big fish at the time. Yeah, and then no, they were more,
0: th- more of a festival than just event, okay, the they, they were the big were, fish yeah, standing, yeah. and they were super. They were bringing some huge, huge international names. Oh, right, well, so well, right, right. That
1: that is what I'm going to get into. When they were they were kings, they were of us. Okay, Paul Sherry may have a little bit of a music background yeah. or whatever, but so they were they were still of us, right? Then when '93 came around, you couldn't get a license for Love, love, love No man, man, right? And because they were at the top, he then went to the Mean Fiddler. So I got in bed with Mean Fiddler, Vince Powell. Right? That was when that changed the game. So that then meant what had been like festivals up to 15,000 people, five ten fifteen thousand 15,000 people. Suddenly by getting in bed with Mean Fiddler and Vince Powell, they're the ones who were doing rock reading and all those festivals, and they could get you the licences. But to be given the licence, you had to adopt the mores of that level of past. Okay. So suddenly you have to have like massive fencing. You have to be very professional. Precisely, it upped the game so it didn't, it became, it could only be economic for like 20,000 and above. So the kind of boutique event, the rave friendly event. Ch- changed the blueprint for yeah, it. Yeah, and it, it changed and it, and I would argue not necessarily for the best. All right, it brought in amazing acts that Vince, Vince Powell could get from Craftworks, etc etc, So that was amazing, right? But obviously, Paul Sherry and, um, what well, Priest and that, they got eaten alive by Vince Powell, as history proves. Like they, they call the mean fiddlers for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I've never thought of that before. But yeah. yeah. So, so that was that. Uh, so that was 93 and that was the, the rave thing. Um, we were always meeting work we were handing out flyers that's mm-hmm. like uh, sanctuary yeah. and that sort of before, before the digital age change yeah, changed things forever you know, fly, flying then was uh, you know it's, you, you, it, there's an act of flying and there's, it was fun as well let's it, 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 be honest it was, a lot of fun. It was hard fun. it was hard work if you have to get up at 3.30 in the morning yeah. and then you come from London you drive to the sanctuary you hand out flyers at the sanctuary you control the crowds then. you stand there you stand there take your flyer drop yeah. your jump on, yeah, like, still, drop still, the flyers just all just that push them through captains corner them in, yeah, the flyer treated them right, it didn't run properly, but that was hard work. But you've got the cover out where you had the the, the the beginnings of the, uh, the flyer companies, the all the promotion. You know, I used to love, I used to love those ravers that went out completely prepared and they have a
0: plastic carrier bag. Yeah, and they'll open it up yeah, and they yeah, just it. walk through the queue like a zombie with a carrier bag. Remember that? Just put flies in the bag and you get the other ones that carry to the end of the queue. And and they drop, drop them all over the floor.
1: Yeah, but you you would to know yeah, who was who, was, was, who was you, going can do tell, you can like, tell. You yeah. yeah. You would also pick them up if you if you wanted to give. You pick them up as well, anyway. Um. So there was, what's so the, there was that sort of um, thing. That, so you like we we would all meet there. People that, um, like you know, Royd, who went on to do innovation. Uh, Mike and Grant, semi vinyl, so, and okay. now they they now do all the like, main festivals. Big, big, big. What well, they're doing, Fabio Groovoiders.
0: Yeah, groove, well, yeah that's it. Well. I mean, that's I'm, the I'm proud of them. They're
1: from, from our world, and they're doing. Big yes, stuff, yeah. big stuff. You know, it's it's not event company no. up there. they, they, they doing now. They, they've they've got they, they, yeah, they've they've got game. they've got they've, they've, gone, they've yeah. gone up a level, that, sure. So that that was the end of '93. Um, so that went into '93. That by that time I'd gone into musically. I'd gone to um, yeah. followed the bassline. I relate to the bassline, so I've started going on the jug or tip. Whereas the wagon tip, that was before. So, with SL2. But <laughs> before... Um, if, so Setmap was doing it right, or became overtly what we now know as Happy hop And the two couldn't the break, be... It went, couldn't, it went break-beaty, it it break-beat-y, break-beat-y in jungle both. Yeah. The two couldn't exist together anymore. anymore. Despite the best efforts of it's his dreams, Dave, and Help of Skelter, in Brings me back to a conversation I had with DJ, the man, last week, he nipped
0: in to grab some supplements and he sitting there and he was talking about the tune Dark and Light. Everyone called it Star Wars tune. And the tune he was explaining to me was made because the scene was splitting into two different directions. And it was like, the music was saying to him, like, you'll turn to the dark side, meaning the jungle side. And he was going... No! Because <laughs> he was going to keep going with the happy artful side. So it was kind of sure. I think the reflection of that track was him moving into one side of the music well, when it was going darker. And as I say, you were doing like
1: yeah. we, we, the we jungle saw, stuff. We saw it home. all happening at, at the sanctuary. It was all happening in pelter. Helter. One of them was very actually made of the musical form, stay in the same arena all night. And one, one of them was shot, was shot in every hour, hour or so. And it was like just comedic chaos. And if you ever got caught <laughs> in that flow of traffic between the sanctuary
0: and the rollers, if, if you were God. there, you'd know exactly... <laughs> I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, <laughs> man, <laughs> <no>. It was <laughs> like, <laughs> you could <laughs> always get between. gushed in the middle between everybody <laughs> coming through. If you were caught in the middle of it, it was just yeah, mad. It was
1: just mad. So, so it was it, fun though. Yeah, oh, it was cool, but it, it really did get comedic and whatever. Um, so then I started something called Jungle Fever. So that was with I teamed up with um someone I had known from when they his father was one of the partners in telepathy. Yes. Okay, now telepathy was a car again that we provided the sound the lights for. So we were there, I was there at inception So we can do sound of lights for telepathy, dungeons, um, sterns, Crowland's Road, everywhere. Everywhere. Right. So knew them from telepathy and then like three in the beginning of that or before Phil had started Call FM or had been invited yeah. on board to look after the this radio station. Call cool FM still running again like Centre Force? That's, that's right. So Phil, Phil was, the, was the son of um, Bill who was one of the partners with Kenny Sting uh, at Telepathy and uh, Phil was the son of Paul did the security. So he did a party where he had the Call FM radio and he knew what was happening on the street. He knew it was taken off. And he did a party called Jungle Book at Rocket, right. which was a sellout. Oh, right. seller, But he did it with a guy called Lance, who'd uh, previously run um, Labyrinth before it was Labyrinth Right. Four Aces, yeah. and he went on to form the wrecks and things like that. Very smart black man, knew how to play the system, and he got loads of funding from Europe to set up, you know, straight for bricks and stuff like that. So, boom, but there's you know a mess up, but sharp with it. Uh, so Phil did a part with him at the rocket. It was a sellout, but the production was absolutely crap. It was yep. embarrassment. So Phil goes, like, keep the brand on. I don't want anything more to do with you. So then Phil said that Ivan, is right-hand man. It's not for peace security. Well, then Ivan is from West Brom. Right. right, here. so he's got that Midlands, Midlands accent, like big black geyser. And he said, so who do you know that can, we can do this fight with? And we knew each other, so we got put together. And that was how we started Jungle Fever. Right. So that's about that. When meant, was the first Jungle Fever? First, uh, where we did it at uh, the Curtin Road um, Warehouse, right? That was being run by Paul Nelson, who was one of the partners in the original Rain Dance. step right. brother, yeah. So we did one there, then we did the second one, and we finally kind of blew it up. Too many fucking people, whatever. So off of the back of that, we everyone in luck because we called it Jungle Fever. We were the first party to actually label it and Jungle purely all night long. Everyone's a bit afraid of it. But we understood it, so there was nothing to be frightened of. Yeah. Outside people, as Murray once said to me, "How did you get such a black crowd?" A solo jungle back then, yeah. you know, it, it was, a, bit it was of adventurous, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was an unknown but, but we, we knew what we were doing, so we didn't have any problem doing that. So the venue got over-subscribed on the second party, meaning that they had proposed that It hastened the closure of um, the uh, Curtin road. And off at the back of that, they then moved around the corner and went to the aquarium. Right. Right. The aquarium then became one of the mainstays of the versioning garage soon. So you could argue, if it wasn't for us blowing up their venue, the garage yeah, suit it would, would, it would have been severely it. delayed by that yeah. year. <laughs> <going> well, so <laughs> <I'm fine laughs> for that Delayed conception. That's right. So anyway, so London's looking at that. Okay, you've, you've, uh, you've blown up the venue. What do you do now? So then I took us to um, into the film studios, Zazapex or whatever, where roasts had been involved, et cetera. And what we were doing in the past at the time, my partner, Stuart, right, um, he has got the gift of a gab, so he can open doors. We can talk a bit too, he, yeah. Yeah. so he, he opens doors, and then I'm the sensible one who comes through and keeps them open, For its the firmly in his, firmly in his face. So <laughs> yeah, I'm <on> the same. <laughs> <laughs> You understand why I'm hesitant to accept that. <laughs> well, <yeah>. you go. <laughs> so. So, but basically, I got us into this venue that had been swapped as a venue for ages. Everyone's going, you can't get that venue. We'll see what But what we did with the parties we did at Curtain Road, whatever, we made um, the mid events, event. We hired props from the BBC. Okay. So the parties became themed events. Unique. Yeah. Individual. So that that was what it needs. So we did like little set pieces within the party and whatever and it was like and these were like film studios that we were taking you into which we've done you know with all the props etc so we then went to um into the interim film studios which was shut to rose and i got talking to the owner and the owner said yeah you can have it because i like the fact you'll turn it into a film studio we've done so ever, the rest of the industry has gone through got the in, and we went in there the problem that happened with the jungle scene when we did it it attracted the music. Attracted everybody. It had the zeitgeist, right? But that meant it attracted everybody. There wanted to have a party. Somebody treated them and correctly. And they were so it was appealing to a regular audience and things like that. People who would like liked what they were seeing, wanted to get into that, but didn't know how to behave. And it would take a part or so before you trained them into our way of thinking. Yeah. So if if to so the outside, a bit, a bit, world, of, a bit of rave schooling, right. right? Yeah. So, but the outside world is, oh my god, oh my god. But we knew what we were doing, so there was no problem. But the reason we were able to make it work because like I'm, my family's connected up, Phil's connected up, or his old man, etc. Right? And Ivan's not an idiot, etc. So we were known on the street, and we employed people on the street, as you could at that time, to do our doors. So that meant everybody who came to the party who were bad people in certain people's size. This is before the days of badging and all
0: the likes of... When a a security team could actually do a job. Precisely so. Now they've
1: got their arms behind their back. So we had the people in one view like bad people, but they did a job for us on the door. And that meant everybody who came to the event knew that they couldn't respect the door. So in other words, it was safe inside the party. Whereas now, people will get... Dealt with inside a club yeah. because you know they're in there, that's, and you're in with the security. Secu- that, uh, security can do it. Right, right. So that, so, 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 that, so that was how we made it work. Then when we left the Kirk um, Road, we went to the Film Studios. We were faced with the fact that we had to use their security, which was um, Scorpions. Right. Okay. So we were using them on the day of the party. All the, all of our security people, they're all down. They're all party. they all there. So on the day of the party, that they somebody's done something wrong badly, well, don't know what, to one of our people at the door and he says, okay, right, okay, I'm going away, well, I'll be back in a minute. So he went away, came back, and then he fired a few shots off outside the here for the burger, back to me, like you do, right? So that chaos, mayhem, blah, 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 right? Police came down, they controlled the crowd, etc., and we carried on till 10 in the morning. Right? Anyway, so when we got down there, the venue had made us play straight away for the balance for the security for the night. So we way out for that weather, got on with a the party, then it all went wrong. Right? Then we carried on with the pipe away from it. Right, so the shots have gone off. The, uh, the police company controlled it, we're carrying on. Then at three in the morning, all of Scorpion security got together en masse and they all left the venue as one and they turned their MA1 jackets inside out, which has got the orange light in They came out like a whole bunch of tango <laughs> and walked off site, all together down the road. Fine. Just straight gone? Yeah, look, obviously they were fearful of what they'd done. Well, we're too busy running the park, but that's, that's how they, they, live you, that's do that's do how they preserved it, perceived it. So you were right. there for no security? No, we securitised ourselves for our security. We were yeah. party groups, and the police were perfectly happy, and the party went on. So that, that, that went on, so there was that, that issue. A little aside to that, so straight away, London's going, OK, well, you're green now. What are you going to do now? Ha, ha, ha. we will go to us stuff. And they said, well, no, we're not. And even Phil didn't know what to do next. Right? So I said, OK, we're going to go straight up to the Eclipse. I'm going oh, we'll go and see my mate, Stuart. Stuart was a bit of a character from what I guess. but like, Phil was from Hackney, without me, he was never seen his way out. Okay. But there we go. So I dragged him up, thrown the way out to Coventry. At this time, we were churning parties out, one a month. Yeah. Four weeks, five weeks a month. And that, And like, looking back at it now, the period that I was involved with Jungle food was for 13 parties, and I was doing Yabba Dabba Doo as well, and I did about 14 parties. What was Yabba Dabba Doo. Um, the house is very close to the so happy the Happy hard call. Hard call. We'll, we'll, we'll go, go into that. <laughs> so we've gone up to Coventry, Phil's gone, yeah, well, right, because, like, Phil had the street with the radio station, right, I had the knowledge, and I could go in the doors and talk to anybody, and I was accepted as, as such, because we'd have done rain dance, et cetera, and had licenses, style. An an I an, knew accepted, how to, an accepted face, yeah, but knew how to play that game. And it worked. So we went up, we um, went up to Coventry um, we really quickly, we put on two events up in Coventry. I remember Neville was being able yeah. he was managing us, I think, or yeah. whatever. So I think, well, yeah, that was it. When we went up there, Stuart had just come out. After the holiday. holiday, whatever, yes, whole <laughs> right. He had come out right, and he's, the last thing he needed was our marauding masses. He wanted an easy weekend and whatever we'd come up and calls apps. Basically, we filled the venue. There was a roadblock outside, but the whole of the inside, when we went up there for the production, Neville was there, and we said, like, right, so you've got, like, your sound system in there throughout the venue. we want got all of that taken out. Putting in the second enough, We're bringing our own sound system into the main. And they did it. And we blew the place. It was brilliant. But oh, got also, we... We knew we um, hired the fox again from the BBC, and we turned the whole place into a jungle. Right, and when we were on the set up there, it, one of the things that we did on the where we did turn it into a jungle, is we sent a crew out to the local park. The local park, their job was to tear down branches and bring branches back, and we would put them in a cardboard netting, and we would turn the place into a jungle. jungle. And that is what we did at those parties, and they were amazing parties. Uh, I remember Nick Sellers, Cramatazia. I, remember the, days, I always hour. remember the flyers being very sort of like, yeah, flyers like, coming out the, of out the, out the grass. Yeah, and and stuff. They were cut out flyers again. Very, uh, no, yeah, they were all shaped. Yes. Again, when, when I did it, I had the idea behind it okay, we're going to make these events um, memorable, to make them themed parties, and we're going to do cut out flyers. So the early Jungle scene, everybody did cut out flyers. I found out these days when yeah, sure, okay. they, they, they all followed our lead. They had to follow our lead. So that that was a gr- great time. A trendset. A trend yeah, a trendset, and every, everyone followed it, so I'm, I'm proud of that. The Peds did all the artwork, that was all good. Um, a little aside to this, now you can back me up. right? So says, out there, we, you come up with an idea for a party and you've got an idea for some artwork. You haven't got the ability to do the artwork yourself, so you go to somebody, okay, I've got this idea, can you do that? Right? You agree a fee. they do it, artwork turns into a flyer. Right? Apparently then, you don't own the artwork. Right, so Pez and I are very close mates, right, but me and Stuart used to go to Pez's studio in Southend and he had a parrot, right, and we would go in there, disturb Pez by annoying his parrot, it's and, a parrot. and then we would nick the artwork, unbeknownst to Pez, because otherwise we wouldn't get, wouldn't get the artwork. Right, and that, that, apparently he's in the right, but I don't get that. Anyway, that's thats bye-bye, so we have to nick. So you don't know that, we have to nick own on Albert. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is not good and this runs and runs, you know what I mean? Uh, we're, so we did two parties up there, uh, remember Neville's face, like, wow what to do in that so that I was thorn. Cool. That was sort of bringing an element
0: of, of some of the jungle DJs up in mm. London at the time, wasn't he? For, for, for his amnesia nights at frost.
1: By then it was becoming life. Right. Frantic, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, the no, like yeah. It, we, we had the guys we were setting up a cold tree and people were driving around the streets of cultural and you all could hear the a jungle bear, bearing out. So you knew it arrived. You know. But you know, we were never nervous of it and we never allowed our parties to get taken over by the bad elements. Because they knew who we would behind it, so it never went that way. Whereas Gerald's ones at Amazon and other ones who don't really know the animal that they've created don't know how to deal with it by would and it becomes a playground for bad people and whatever. You know, so I mean, you've got that in London with telepathy, etc. So, but it's never happened at my parties,
0: yeah. With, with jungle, it's you know. 90 said of jungle events, I've always had an element of the darkness creep in there. But yes,
1: but I would it, argue if you know what you're doing, know how to handle it, yeah. it doesn't have to be allowed to. Again, us enough respect for
0: your door staff
1: and yeah, the people, or, that are the faces that you're... Also, you're, also, you're also understanding the animal that you've got. All right, Like years later, when I was doing... Uh, yes, it's not tame. T- 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 I was doing the FC1 years later, All Right, and... Um, you would have uh, you'd have things like a wall and stuff like that. They would like very dark venues and stuff like that. And I I like light things. I like fluffy backgrounds. I like like, like light the slightly, slightly in the atmosphere. But uh, we did, did something at the um, the s one and in the queue outside in the tunnel. Um, the other side of the wall would be the drum and bass jungle room, right? So while they queue before the club's open, I would have DJ playing bass heavy. Based drummer, bass drum, knowing full well that they're feeling that the outside of the wall. Yeah. So they, it's, Reverberation. In, it's in them. And then they come in and they're in, and then they're, they're faced with a massive arena and it's all quite light and fluffy and whatever. And the girls would start bouncing around because they were allowed to, because there was nobody standing around being moody, inflicting yeah. that, <laughs> no, that. There's big, no the level of intimidation. Yes. Yes, or no acceptance of being allowed to behave in a yeah. moody way. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you yeah. can change people who would go through innovation, and behave in a really moody way, and they'll come to your event and they'll play. They'll behave in a different Do, way. you know what half half those
0: people that you see in, in a venue that people just class as moody, a lot of them just aren't don't socially integrate as well as others. So sometimes you see people in a club and. You know they can't, can't socially integrate with you as well as they can. So people take them as moody because they're standoffish. But you can. But that, that, that can happen.
1: Yeah. If you're know, if you're a good promoter, you know what's what, and you can uh, obviate certain things like that. You don't have to allow those things to No, of course that's not. what I. That's not. That's what I'm I. think as a promoter,
0: generally, you should be in control of what
1: is happening. Yeah. If, if, if you understand if what's going on, you know you can you can make things you can make things different different. So we did two parties at um, the Eclipse of Coventry, there was Nick Sellers, was uh, Nick Sellers was one of the main people behind Fantasia. Yard. Oh no, God, right, Bless him. Um, but he, he couldn't even get in the party. Like, we got suckered outside to the um, side entrance and uh, we were having trouble getting back in our own party. It was that much of a fucking roadblock. And Nick Sellers got young. So I'm um, a bit upset he didn't actually see the production that we put in there. And I would liked him to, so to seen see it. Up, yeah. So that, that's a shame. So then after that, we thought, okay, now we'll go to the sanctuary. So we did the sanctuary, and we turned that into the, uh, the, the Temple of the Gods or something like that. It was done in Greek and Roman. <laughs> Where was that? That was in, <inaudible> uh, that is, end of 93. Now, this is fine, right? right? This is fun. So there's a, there, at this time, there will be, like, dance troops. Becoming yeah. a thing, yeah, 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 and yeah. in the Midlands, you had um, we're, we're the, we're the we're quest the, for the Yeah, no, no, the right. when I'm traveling, my travels doing the promoting, whatever. I'm yeah, seeing, so the, the seeing them, seeing them. So we're doing a sanctuary. We've turned it into a massive stage. Turned it into a Roman temple. All the accoutrements and whatever. We've got the MCs dressed up being the, um, like Roman centurions, all that sort of stuff. Right. We even had the like. The, you know the problem uh, program Art Attack. We got that talking yeah. head. We had the talking head on the stage. All this sort of stuff, right? So, brilliant lighting, all of that sort of stuff. Then we needed a professional dance group or somebody to do something. Yeah. So we went to the dancers groups. that can actually dance, right, not yeah. just yeah. on the like, okay. okay. no, oh. no, no, I didn't say that, but i all, right? yeah. So we got professional, Polish. professional dance group. So they could dress up. So they got into the swing it. So we've got the press um, dancers. So you all got Audrey, tall, elegant, black belt. In In love love her the first sight, I mean. So, the brilliant dancers, etc. And they did the job, dressed in flowing silk robes, white robes, and what sort of stuff, brilliant fun. But, at that time, they were used to dancing to what was still a hybrid of hardcore, happy hardcore, and had morphed into to jungle. So, basically, when they were on the stage, they were dancing too quickly for jungle. Yes. So, they looked... Ridiculous place, <laughs> and all the Londoners were laughing at these dancers on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> They're all
0: thinking, "They love <laughs> it, they love it, they
1: love it." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So uh, every time I see Audrey, I remind her of that all the time, right Yeah, I think. So yeah, so we did a couple of parties there. Um, we lost briefly lost um, one of our stuffed elephants that we'd hired from the BBC. I'm a we upset about that. And then we found that on the second day. i deposit on that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But we were doing parties <laughs> Deposit every lost. every five and six No, you're doing yeah, so, so quickly, five, six weeks. Right. You know, the, the day of reckoning was never coming. But the second part we did that, we found the elephant. It was around the back with somebody that only had back doors and they had, didn't have the wherewithal to so get rid of it, like to nick it completely. It, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They got halfway through the job and thought, fuck that, I'm yeah. not moving this out of precisely. That's so, right. you know, it stayed as the, the elephant thing out the back. Um so we have d- done those two. Then what happened? Uh, we came back to came back to London. Uh, we did uh, the uh, Roller Express. Did a couple of there, the Backfly, my favourite one, did that. They've went through all of some.
0: Kinet Kinetic did a did a did a one-off down there, didn't they? Yeah, everyone did one. I think about
1: 92. Yeah, the bloke who was running it was uh, Finbarge right there, um, he was the one who um, basically gave me my start. So when we were breaking, it became the, the troop. To breaking the warehouses, we were doing his lives and so he you can could we can give us them. legs up here it. So, so that okay. was that, uh, yeah, basically, so, you know, so we learned the industry by him. Um, so he was starting the Royal Express, we did a couple there, and then we did to, uh, went to the, um, uh, uh, the ice skating rink, Steve, so did ice skating rink. In yep, that's it. So we did a couple there which Pops had done with uh, Liberty oh, sure. beforehand, but people have forgotten the venue. So we, we did that there, and that's where the called uh, Chris Roberts. Chris Roberts was partners with uh, Frank Warren. Okay. Boxing okay. At that time, that was in the, the height of the boxing and whatever. But off of the bank. Did you mean when boxing was actually boxing? Yeah, but it, what Frank. Frank came down to see what we were doing at the venue, because we were, like, transforming this venue, amazing light show, amazing sound, lasers, everything, right? And Frank's come down seen that, and then, for the back of that, he sublet Stuart, a partner who was working for CAV Sound and Light, to go and do the productions for the boxing. So that was the birth of the massive entrances where the boxes come right. Okay, so, so it, the lasers and lights and whatever. He got that from our bosses. So stepping stone to
0: take in proper production into sports, yeah, as well, which, which, which is which is ironic rave. because
1: he's found it from our street level monkeys, like you know what I mean? So that you know, that, that was a that was a nice discussion. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It was just cool. So I mean, we had the zeitgeist, we were like kingships at the time. Um, did 13 parties and then pressures get on top. Stuart and I had done a couple of Yabba Dabba at the Astoria, which was basically when the, the uh Flintstone film was released. Okay, that's the Yabba Dabba, thing- and I, I liked the name, so I thought, okay, well, we're gonna piggyback off the back of Yabba Dabba Doo being everywhere. So, did it again. We uh themed them. So we went to, Stuart found somebody else who was working down at the film studios, and they have a load of, like, university interns <laughs> and whatever, and we bombed them into, or persuaded them, into making loads of um, sets for us of the Flintstones, out uh, polystyrene and whatever, and also the uh, Flintstones car, right, which was on the stage where the DJs were playing out the Flintstones car. Right? At the time, the cinemite was on the release, and you could buy blow-up inflatable uh, clou- car oh, Yeah. So oh, I got, got, load them, got a load of them, gave them to the security outside, so they were going around, patrolling the queue outside with a bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they enjoyed that, didn't they? <laughs> just, you did hit anybody. You know what I mean? You just make fun, and it makes for a different attitude, and a fun party, even with heavy, arguably, jungle music and whatever. But the other thing I did at that party in the second room, I did something called yeah, um, the, the Gong Show. Oh. So people would send in uh, tapes and whatever, and winners and whatever, uh, I spoke to Murray Dreamstate and said you're going to come down and you're going to judge the golden show. And people, because I'd advertised it, he would judge it, and he would also he would dict- to accept your demo tape. So, uh, so uh, there's demo tapes for a thing at that time. So a, a sort of pre uh, pre DJ competition kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bit of fun, but it was on the fly. It was advertised. Murray was meant to come down. People had done their C90s to give to him. He didn't turn up because he was oh, playing cards. I think with Jim. Were you playing cards for him on that night? You probably. probably bothered to come down to London, so he was in disgrace on the next fire. So, just Jim, only... Jim, the bugger <laughs> Sorry, Laura. <laughs> so that, that brought it down to about <laughs> autumn 93. And um, Phil and I blew up. Too much pressure, too many parties, etc. So we went our separate ways. Um, Phil. Carried on with the name, and I just went back to the Rain Darts. I just decided to take the Rain Darts name over because it had been running to the ground. And also, on the last bike, which never Easter, myself and the my girlfriend at the time, I put 10 grand up to finance the party, and we never got that back. So I just said, by that time, then I just took it. Okay. Russia, so we were talking about before, which was, um,
0: we're putting on a big event that Bravers always think that, um, especially on social media, if something happens, somebody gets paint your or something and people say oh you shouldn't be promoting events unless you've got the money to pay for everything up front now not being funny if that was the case nothing would happen. as a either. promoter i can i can assure you that probably 80 percent, 70 to 80 percent of events that are run it might be a different case in this day and age with modern promoters but i doubt it you don't start an event having every penny of what that going to cost in your pocket if, or in your bank? You, you, if, we 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 actually do start out
1: we, with we, with we minimals. Basically, we blank it. If you think of it this way, that's, that's one, one way of putting it. If you are if if the, 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 the we do, we actually bet, don't we? actually take a big fucking gamble. Is what we what, right. what we do. We basically we come up with an idea and we run with it. If we know if, 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 if we know it's going to work, okay. well, we're pretty sure. Well, sometimes we don't, but anyway. But the point I'm trying to make is that. Unless you're able to run with an idea and be able to blag it or whatever generates stuff will not happen. Otherwise it becomes like Tesco's the man with the money will run everything because he's the only money to do something. Yep. Right. So what we do, we are allowed to run with it, we build build up things where we don't have to pay for things up front because we've got the lines of credit, whatever you want to call it, but people who are willing to work with us and run with us and whatever. Or we generate the sales as we go. It. It. So so, you, know. so in other words, we get up off our asses. We make something happen. Without us, it won't, ha- it won't happen unless it's big business coming in and biting chunk out something you've already got. If it's created. a big event, it's, it's a lot of money as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah
0: Bobby,
1: all- <laughs> Even to this day, See you know, money. I, I can still black an event, as it were, so can yourself. Never! <laughs> but, but that's how it should be. Otherwise, you're just going to end up in a situation well, at the moment. God bless you, Wolf. And while just taking over the world. Like, who the hell is what? I'm saying to my people. What? No, I mean. Like <laughs> and they're worried about Henry. Well, what is that about?
0: The yeah, yeah, like,
1: tell Henry. Henry. Henry? I don't know. is he it starting to do with the Henry bank and when you're a kid you have to have a little bank account? Oh, what are you talking I, about? I'm just going to ring Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wolf.
0: <laughs> yeah, mate, it's Al. Um, who the fuck's Henry? Yes, we're, we're worried about him. So I don't want... Yeah, yeah, no, who is Henry? <laughs> okay, no, we'll have to speak to in a bit. So this is mate from round the corner, nothing <laughs> to worry about. Uh,
1: he yeah. says, as he says, it's on a need-to-know basis, he says, yeah, you the don't need to know, so I'm sorry. I should have not, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not in the night, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so I went back to doing great dance, um, then I went to Berwick and I'm a you I was doing parties in there, and it was called Reindarts Reunion, then I used to put three dodgems in there. Dodgems, we'll wait when they've got a chance, put dodgems in a party, you do, you do it for free. And if you start charging, it's an issue. You do it for free, you've got 15 minutes timing or whatever. Then people will get on there, and then you'll get your Moody Ragman or whatever, and you'll get your wifeies in their the little the roadwork jackets or whatever. And they will go bang into each other. And what's he gonna do? Go? What's he gonna no, they're not. They laugh. No, like you broke, you've broken it down. So it's always a great thing to I would argue to have a parties. So I did that for a period of time, then uh, bounced to the rocket. Two parties in there to come the security, just looking over the toilet doors and with the camera and whatever, like, so goodbye. Yeah, it was restarting that, so um, um, to be honest with you. It's still wrong. be honest, to be honest, to be sat on the toilet in the club, having a shit and had the door key to it, well, and, you I've know. It, what it, are it, you it, doing it, in there? It's 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 a, fil- yeah, I'm not going shit, you know what I'm saying. Stop that there, two seconds, sorry mate. Can are go have a shit. shit just after that gap, something to come into my mind, we were talking about like the problems we had with uh, when we were doing junk fever, we had our own people doing the door, and then the birth of cops having their own security, and things yes. like that. having their own drug dealers? far be it from me, okay. so that's anyway. <laughs> right. So, when we were uh, range arts that we became the first legal licensable night party promoters, one of the stipulations was that the suddenly the council insisted that the security stewards, that they would, be, they would tell you how many you had to have right. for, for a license, et cetera. Right? they insisted that they wanted to have tangible things to deal with. So the security people that had ad hoc up to that point suddenly had to organise and become limited companies. Right. Okay, so that was the birth of that. So we were at the forefront of the creation of that, or well, that gave the authorities a chance to inflict that on, depending on your viewpoint. Right, so when we were doing that, so obviously when we became rain dancers in the East End, the, the wise people were strictly talking about, well, how can that happen? You've got seven folks, you've been monkeying around, own, is that Like, who are you, whatever. As it happened, Louis connected up, one connected up, that was by the bike. Other people didn't know that, I mean, whatever. But the other thing that we did, because we're not stupid, is that we divided the amount of security up into lots of little chunks. So there was no prospect of any one company becoming too big for us first. Yeah. So we were doing that. But one, so I was going around to my mates, so the first two parties just saying, blah, blah, blah. Well, you have to be a limited company now. And they, and they did. Fair enough. If I had, had a brain, a business brain, which I obviously haven't, I would have become one of the directors of those security companies. But it never even occurred to me and I didn't do it and I'll possibly regret that now. I don't need too do much hard work anyway. But so you oh, have that conversation. a wonderful thing mate. Okay, but, but one of the things we did do, because mm-hmm. the girl I was going at at the time is Anita. Uh, Anita. An um, oh, but right. she is uh, a double, um, second down black belt karate person. Okay. So, so no, you know who was who around the bedroom. Okay. But, so she was working for Siggy Donovan who was in charge of the England karate. T- okay. okay. So we've had the England Karate Team as one of our security companies. Not a lot of people know that. So that, 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 that was now. That was now special. hopefully quite a lot of people will know <laughs> that. So, that's, uh... so yeah, I just, just remembered that anyway. Right, that was that. Uh, where were we? Right, so we've done um, the... Berwick uh, Manor, then we've done the Rocket, then... Dirt. So then one day... Um, what, was, sorry, what, what was the biggest, biggest Rain Dance event? Biggest rain dance event still to this day was when we did Great Dalton Airfield in Mildmay Mowbray. Yeah, New innocent, not millions We had no, no, fifteen no, thousand. It's a pretty impressive number. Of uh, one of the funniest things that springs to mind on the night, it was uh, very foggy. Okay, and in those days, um, you had to have control point cabins with phone lines in, phone lines out. Best place in there to have a heart attack is a unit it's right there. All that sort of stuff going on. And we had um, Batman searchlights sweeping the sky, sky yeah. with a smiley face on. We were doing all that. And, and then we, we're here. Right. <laughs> so then we did suddenly get a phone calling from like, concerned farmers into the control room. My cattle are, are awake because yeah. the lights going really? across the thing. Yeah. So we had to keep them stuck. So that that stupidity going on. right On the night, the um, the atmospherics... It was very kind of foggy, Mr. Well, my cattle is shitting themselves to think Batman's on his fucking Well, <laughs> Batman's, <laughs> yes. <with that>. Right. <laughs> so the other thing, on the night, the sound, we racked the sound up, like right, waiting for the council to go around the DPR, by home my to just turn it down. You yeah. know, they'll do what they're doing, but they're only going to react to complaints. We've never got any complaints. So it was out. That's Right. Then, about five days later, we yeah. fell in what's happened. There was a local paper from about five miles away. Right. Right. right? The right. atmospheric right. the sounds from the site. Straight up. there And dumped it five miles away. Yeah. Ago. And it that, fell, that fell on fell on. This happens. little village.
0: And was it near are windows there going? Was <laughs> there by any chance of river anywhere? <laughs> because <laughs> we had the same issue with okay, bowlers. Is, we had the same issue with bowlers. We we had an event on there. We had noise complaint from, I think it was like three miles away. Yeah, now, where, where Boulders is, there's a small river that runs down the sack of it, down through the city. I can't remember which river it is, to be honest with you. Um, but what happens apparently is because there's a little dip outside of Boulders, the sound comes out the side, comes down, and the water on the river actually carries the sound and does the same and dumps it. So we had noise complaints. No, no, nothing from anywhere near
1: Boulders, but we're three miles away. By, by and like several of them. Uh, basically, we got a of jail, Bix. We got no complaints, no fines, and nothing. We later found out it had been dumped five miles away. From they well. never put two and two together. So for them, well, from that distance, it's not going to sound like music. It's just going to—it's it's, it's it's just, yeah. just, it's, it's just funny. You know, we're amateurs doing what we're doing, and then suddenly this stuff happens. to you, it's, it's just funny. But like obviously, when we were doing Jenkins Lane about the license, you would like to, so. It, what, it, looks what? Like, it looks like you took your rein and dumped it somewhere else. Yeah. Like, like, well when we were doing the tent at Jenkins Lane. We would like there we're right by the Thames, so we would aim the sound towards the Thames. Then you would have um, four stacks of speakers, two at the front and two at the back, and you would and you would tilt them, and you would aim them into the centre so it would get absorbed. Right, and then you would do baffles behind, like maybe in production. You didn't realise that all you do actually was <laughs> done for miles down miles downriver. No, not at that time. It was all <laughs> controlled and whatever. But also the other thing that happened was that the, the, the only noise complaints we the got from Jenkins Lane was from across the river, which was in Greenwich. Right? And councils do not talk to each other. Greenwich so, moaning yeah. about sound to Newham Council, Yes, oh, short thrift. <laughs> it's talk so like Lou actually licensed over at the site, he got a 20 grand fine noise fine from Greenwich, obviously you the not pay. Anyway, we we'll digress. Okay. Um, Every council fine that
0: doesn't get paid is a blessing in my house. There you
1: go. <laughs> so, uh, Right, another thing in our world, being promoters, we um, one of our abilities. We have to have an ability to be able to get on with people. You know, to be people's persons. persons, you know. But having said that, you have to understand that nobody will do anything for you if they don't want to do something. For you. Yeah. they only do it because they want to do it, or because there's
0: something or it's, it, You know, it
1: may, may not be. It may be altruistic. It may be not. But that's you have to understand that basic tenet holds. We don't hold like, a gun to anybody's head, no, no, precisely. That's do but then, but well. one of the other things about that, particularly, particularly me, we, we kind of have a, a high tolerance level of what in normal society is like lunatics. We'll tolerate lunatics up to a certain. it's normal, it's it's normal. normal. So yeah. you know So, normal. we tend to know normality. One, one of the things I love about the race scene is complete, we, 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 uh, we accept. Everything, everybody, you know what I mean, and it's and, it, and that's one of the beautiful things we got. Dan Drivesdale, who is a blind person, sounds brilliant. Who comes from Shrewsbury yeah. to London. So when he first can't got in touch with Arts I said yes, and one, he's coming over. Right. So I've immediately gone to all my people in wheelchairs that normally come to my parties, and me being wind-up, I've gone to them. I'm afraid, like I'm afraid I can't like um, give you cheap entry on this party. I'm afraid, yeah. but we've kind of upgraded on our disability states. Well, we'll only do cheap price tickets for blind people. Right. and they've all gone, oh, all right, then I'll buy a ticket later. Right. And they had to talk, no, I'm joking, no, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, 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 I was good. give a shout out to Dan Drysdale. Dan, if you're there. Dan. Dan is a blind man. Come, respect, from Dan. Tra- come from tra- Shroudsbury <laughs> tra- and he's got dry almost balls. He has got big balls. enormous.
0: He? He I think I first met Dan in, I think, 2000 or 2001 when he started coming to our yeah. Illusion events as yeah. well. I mean, he's, he's, he's just is. such a lovely guy. Um, He's absolute class. And it, to, absolute you know, f- class. For, for someone like Dan, yeah. um, being blind, yeah. could, just anybody out there, just, just think for a minute, put yourself in a, in a position where rock, you rock. you can't see anything, you nothing. You know it's like when you get out of bed in yes. the night, the lights off, it's pitch black. Especially if you've been on the session and you can't find it. And you put your imagine actually going into a club and spending your evening or your night in a club, not being able to see anything around you, but no, enjoying bit, the vibes and. Actually, just being able to comprehend, being talking to people, and um, just blending in—it's
1: it, it, like, it's no it's, different to anybody else. That's big. That's big. Big heart of course. Yeah. But like being comedic as we are, and always on wind up. There's um, this happened in um, Unity in a something called Food, and there's kids called Rumpo who does Shack or whatever, and he's got another friend of his. It's not even his at the moment, but he's basically an MC and he's a blind MC. Ardy, Ardy is his name, a blind MC, so alright, I'll get over the fact that MCs is annoying to 90 we'll gloss over that, he's blind, but anyway, we're at a pool party, we're at a pool party, okay, right, there's the decks there, pool there, Ardy with the mic, and Ardy is stood in the corner, facing the wall, (laughs) (laughs) like, and we're like, I don't like, that you, right. you, you can't believe how Camino it seems you go and you go,
0: you go like, really, suddenly, really? suddenly you love MCs. No, no, but it's like, you, you go, really,
1: really, this is, this is beyond, no, but it's sort of just it's beyond, no, it's beyond hysterical, it's funny, you've got to laugh at it, then you realise, right, why is he there? Acoustics, right?
0: He's here. He's there. Uh, the acoustics. So you're doing it for a reason. Because he's yeah. But you don't at time. You just
1: think uh, it's it's you shooting. Shooting. you think he's <laughs> fucking black. Yeah. Here, well, well. High five that man who done that. The point of this was Good that, uh, um, talk, we've got a high tolerance of like lunatics or whatever. So there was a lunatic that I knew we had a bit of a starter and whatever. Uh, his name was Paul. Much more my show, I don't know surname etc. But. We used to go out waving and get messed up and he was all a bit like chewing gum on his shoe and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But one day, he said to me, I've got this venue to come, come and have a look at And he was a bit on the squat party scene and whatever. So I went to him and he dragged me down to what uh, was called the run at the time, which was railway after the underneath station. Yeah. So I walked in there and gone like, oh, my God. Like, like, wow. I want it. Do you know what I mean? Do you Right, like, so I've got in there, made arrangements to see the person who was running in. And it was called Adam Williams. And he was doing things like uh, for Warp Records. right? Walk he records was try- right. kind of doing charity things and like arty-farty stuff I remember whatever. What and whatever. And a nice it? result. Uh, yeah, they're up to uh, the end of frozen north. Frozen, right. frozen to it's <laughs> not freezing.
0: We sat here, it's about 30 degrees, and he's calling it the frozen door. <laughs> and we're in the North Midlands. The not, not quite in the it's North Midlands, North North right.
1: <laughs> right? So, Paul's dragged me in there, so I've made arrangements to go for a, a, a meeting. So, this was in early '99. Um, um, I was coming out of the Rocket, and I planned to do an event in December at the venue. We did the deal. Oh, so, I've walked into his office to do the deal, and I'm walking up these rickety staircases. Right, and on the wall, I've got to the top of it, there's a gold disc on the wall. And the gold disc is like, Sweet Dreams have made of this. So the kids got a and it's Adam Williams, who's the producer of Sweet Dreams have made of this, Eurythmics. Right, right, so, so I've walked in there and gone, like, one, Sweet Dreams have made of this venue, you know what I mean? You can't make it up. And two, like, I've got like, I am not worthy. It's really Wait, a, why it's it's not, not worthy. I it am really not worthy as well, mate. Do you know what I mean? So, like, like for us monkeys, to be dealing with yeah, that level, level of purpose. Yeah. Like, okay. So so I did first party there in um so when I first got it, it was so huge there was I, I put a flyer out in the sanctuary, which was our mermaids, and it said ten arenas, because it was ten arches down there and on and it, on a suck i see a space I've got sound down. There. Right. So, so I've up, done so that. anyway, come the event it morphed down to about five. Arenas or whatever ultimately did uh, December 99 did, did the last ever party on their New Year's Eve 2010. Uh, did about 40 odd parties down there, got it up to about 4,000 people. Remember, you were doing quite a lot at one stage, really. yeah. Like, you know, it was, busy. Busy. It was like it was, it was it... quality. People, people even quality. saw the
0: flies outside of London, yeah, because we had the internet, because we had the internet social media developing right? in 2010. 2010.
1: Not really. Probably was one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once upon <laughs> a, <laughs> once, <laughs> once upon a time, we have an idea. Once upon got, Once upon a time, we didn't have technology. We come up with a flyer. We get a flyer done. We, vis- we vis- put vis- put the physical physical hard work out a physical flyer. Yes, physical. We put to put the hard work in, and we physically give them to people, or we put them in breakfast shops or whatever. And that was it, and it was done and dusted. Now, with every different form of social media, we have to stroke that social media every day and give it a different design, a different thing, a different update of whatever. Do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the very <laughs> few promoters out
0: there in this day and age that actually still does physical yep. flyers. Now, I want to and I like discussing this with people, um, even if just briefly, is how technology has changed, seeing, so going back in the day when everything was happening we had to do everything physically, but that's it. Yep. Get your flyers designed, we we'll get them printed. We we'll pick them up. We we'll pick up posters. We we'll drive around for nights on end, weeks upon weeks, putting posters up on every green box you can find. Exactly. Yep, yep. You know, standing outside clubs at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. All, the, all across, the, like, yeah, everywhere, everywhere, all sorts of times. So flyers were given out physically. Now, obviously, it's, it's nearly all digital. Apart <laughs> from this old gear, yeah,
1: you can't get okay, like, can out the format of physical flyers. Right. what what what, what is my they are great. What, what is my core audience? My core audience is the the older generation who are coming back out waving horns never or never went away. So they relate to this. So I, it's incumbent upon me to do that for them. But I also have to accommodate the new generation, so you have to do the social media, yeah. and it is a complete and utter ball-like. It really is. It's just completely complete like Just
0: ball-like. so you know, I also do physical posters okay. and flyers, because I'm old school. It's an old gig as well. So, <laughs> something we have to do. something yeah. we have to do. It feels right sometimes. To be honest with you, I had these done for Legends of Legend Ball last year, year before last. I have and literally is souvenirs just to give people on the night because people always say have you got any flyers? it's like no I haven't got flyers but what I'll do is I'll get I'll get 500 posters printed out uh, or a large flyers so you can take the keeper as a souvenir That's right. like,
1: it's, it's yeah. nice for people to have some something there, there is there, some there. There. there is a mature trading flyer trading market mature elements sure like it's been around for years but now you like during a lockdown I went up a loft um, without lockdown it took me seven weeks solidly to ascertain exactly what I up my lost. Well, I thought it would take me about a week. It took about seven weeks to do it, and that only happened because of the gap in COVID that enabled me to do that. Well, otherwise, if we thought, next time we moved, we'd got binned and lost. All right, so when, when uh, COVID came around, um, I knew what in I knew Okay, and I started selling the flyers and I earned 15 grand in that year when we went home for just me. selling old flyers, 20
0: old flyers. Crazy how something that you pick know? up free in a record shop tw- 20 years ago. or, okay. a, or Yours obviously were probably one's in your own. Okay, old, but but
1: that's it. Like, I'm, so I'm selling flyers that I produced ages ago that, you know, so I'm, I'm still making up. I'm Not, what i are trying to do is to get, get back your British cars, mate. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so doing that the other time, I I <laughs> sold a raindar the other day for 150 quid. Creepy bastard. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a very rare one. I blame you. It's a very <laughs> a very, <laughs> yeah. a very rare one. If I had a flyer and one of my own that was worth 150 quid, I'd sell it for 150 quid. Like, I mean, but I've, even, I've had to go online a couple of times and actually buy a fly, buy one of my own bloody flyers Back. that I haven't got. Yeah, I've had to have, I I you say send say me some of mine that I've lost. So, yeah. no, I'm still yeah. hunting out for things, but at the moment they know that you're you you know, you're after your own flyer. I thought you are on your own flyer. <laughs> it's just like, what's
0: going on, what's going on? Uh, so, so yeah, te- technology, what's your take on it now? I mean, regards to the fact that when, when DJs come down, that, that everyone's wanted to play on a different format. back in the days, you know, we had two decks, a mixer, microphone. It's Now every DJ wants to play a different format. It makes our job very difficult as promoters to ensure that the correct went like the correct technical equipment's in place for when people arrive. Because otherwise, you can have a nightmare. One example is, to show how complicated things are, it's quite a, a funny little story. Um, Marky e. G, as you know, a hard trance techno DJ. Uh, he turned up at Legends, Les Ball, two years ago, three years ago, and his USB was—he was corrupted or he lost it, one or the other. So what can Mark do? Who else plays techno on the line? Nobody. So everyone's playing happy hardcore or old school. So Marky e. G takes up on the decks. The only thing he can do is borrow. DJ demands. USBs, and he played a full-on happy hardcore set. So Mark played, he, without hesitating, rather than going, fuck, I can't play, yeah. oh, he easy. went, do you know what? I'll do the best I can. So he, yeah, t- he took of the mouse and USBs, put them in. You can see Mark
1: EGB on the next giving it, a, <laughs> it's
0: a rainbow <laughs> in the sky. It, it, was, it was different.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, oh. it, it is a pain in the palm Um you would have, have uh, back in the day, two choices, pizza, and whatever, it was simple, then it became three decks, like... Yeah, occasionally, t Colcox, and that sort of stuff. Um, Colcox has gone over the hills and far away by that point. But uh, you had that sort of stuff. He did well from it, though, didn't he? Yeah, then it became like two CDJs and two decks and whatever. Okay, so that's more expense and aggravation from that And, and that was region.
0: a crossover period as well, wasn't there? where people were, you know, Mm. You were having both people wanting to have decks there, and another, another DJ coming here with one CDJ. So, you know, yeah. they're having to
1: have two decks, then two CDJs. There was a time when it was two decks, and it's and two decks and two CDJs. Okay, yeah. I can accept that. Yes. Right, you can accept that. And then my brain would go, I would wind them up. I'm saying, okay, I'm having to pay for this. Right, and then I'm going, okay. Like, it is extra costs as well. Yeah. But the, the longer it's you, so, you, you get into the scene, you go around the wheel and you're into it for a while then life will take over and you fall off the wing and then your life gets a bit easier and you want to go out again you're back on the wing so you've got that sort of thing but another thing also happens: the longer you're into the scene the more you're into the music the more you gravitate towards or you know what you like so you that's a different branch what do your music orientation? yeah so different branches happen all the time right so then you've got now you've got four mediums Four channels to put into the sound, yeah. right? So my brain is going, okay, why can't you have on one of those channels, permanently over the top, like Bookham's music, or loaded by a primal screen, or something, or, or Rolling Stones, give me Shelter, playing, permanent at the top, while you mess about underneath from two or three different tracks. And you could make a whole different hybrid of music which is you what the that. older people want, that, like Brakes has got it's so many layers, it's an update of eighty nine ninety music to me, that's my favourite, it's my favourite music. But people have got four channels and they're still playing one record after another. Right, give me a break. Why? You know, you know okay, but just give me a break. But, but now it's got worse where people have got Serato, they've got this, they've got that, and you, so one of the jobs... You have to do, as a promoter, you have to do a ring round to all your artists and say, like, what's your tech spec? And they give you a tech spec, and it's like... They're all the same, apart from... You. And then you have to supply that, so that's more money. and um, Whatever, so you've got all of that sort of shit. I moved up to Norwich, went to the biggest venue in Norwich, Epic, and I've gone in there, and as of standard, they do not supply any equipment. And I was a bit put out about totally it. Yeah, yeah, No, no it, they've got the sound system, but they don't have what you play Right, got it. okay, so I was like, hmm, what concept? But now I completely get it And And once upon a time, I would pick upon MCs and say, have you got your own mic? And some would go, no, so you're happy, completely. Right, so that was the one picking on people. Right? That, that's great, now, because, because, because in November of the nineteenth, if I come down, and there's no mic. I'll get paid
0: on the way in, bro. That's what you feel. I fucking am, i i am wrestling, I'm <laughs> wrestling. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. 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 well,
1: anyway. You won't be going to be sat up there. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, so wait, I've lost my thread now. Wait, <laughs> Batman slap. Um, <laughs> so, so what we've got going on now is that um, I now understand, and I'm being facetious, but I'm not really being facetious. I can reach, I can come to the point where DJs bring your own bloody equipment to play. Mm.
0: But if it's actually costing the promoter more money for that DJ to be able to actually play, you're actually incurring an extra... F- Fee on top of the artist fee. Precisely. Well. Precisely. so. Any DJs out there, please bear these things in mind. So be careful. Be your careful, fussiness you might for. cost
1: more than your fee. Right. If you, but if you, keep, we don't drive Ferraris. If you keep push, I drive I drive Cobras. But that's why. The point. If you keep pushing, I eat Cobras for breakfast. <laughs> if you keep pushing, then one day you're going to be asked to bring your own bloody equipment to yeah, it's the It's place. getting daft yeah, as well. Yeah, it's getting daft. Yeah. So so technology that way is a pain in the arse permanent having to stroke the different mediums and the different sites and tiktoks of whatsapps or and social media that and that and that, and that is a complete ball,
0: ball lake? Lake? It's hard work as well I think people don't realise work. quite how hard it is especially when you have so many different projects on the go or so many different channels or or platforms to move on it's like we have to create time in our days to do that or, or you some of do us don't stuff just promote you
1: know. That's right so, or somebody else has to has to do it for you and it's you know it's a complete it's it's a ballback, whereas it was so simple before. And a lot of the time, like people, again, you get on the social media and it's like being on the wheel and you're engage engaged for a certain point. And then after a while, you, you just zone out. It doesn't matter what I'm trying to feed you, mm. you're not responding to it anyway. So it's a waste of fucking time. What's so, <laughs> that, <laughs> Just
0: me two old friends having a chat. So, i oh mate, listen. We've talked a lot about the past um, story of Raindance, Jungle Fever, how it evolved, where it's been, what you've done. Uh, Still going well. But we've also got to bring one other element into play, which is the future. Mm-hmm. What? what does the future hold for Raindance, Jungle Fever? What's going on? What's happening? Right, let's so, do it. Part nine, Ralph. Okay,
1: so Jungle Fever, Phil and I split up in, uh, like, the end of uh, 94. Was is it that one called divorce or? Uh, Not at the beginning, but it is now. No, it is because now, because now that's okay. That Phil realised that he was talking to the wrong people, that existed in the wrong people. Well, that's why the would that happens regularly. Uh, indeed like. indeed. I've got no problems with it. I've been through the split up. Where have already answered what was about to do that again. I, I think as we get older as well, I think
0: we, we we're more able to put water under the bridge yeah. and, and let things go. As younger, we were a little bit more yeah, naive about things. But now I think we can sit back and go, do you know and what? It, 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 it fucking ain't it. worth it. Let's just yeah. let it, let's it, just let it, it go. It, you
1: know. You, you, you no one benefits you, do that. you put a a live beyond where yeah. things would go. So don't even go. There. We
0: all make mistakes, we all make like fuck ups <laughs> and since ours, we've just
1: got to just accept other people's mistakes. <laughs> That's it. So I mean so going forward, um, I'm still um, you know, I make the joke I'm qualified to do fuck all the else. Uh, I enjoy doing what I do and I like putting on parties. Uh life has led me recently to move up to Norwich. So I've moved to Norwich uh, I've gone up with a bit of like kind of London-centric ego. Are you happy? So, are you happy? Are you? Uh, I'm, I've been up there 18 months now and I'm still coming to terms. them.
0: Yeah?
1: But, so I've come up there with a kind of London yeah, seat. Right? So I've gone up there expecting like to find gaps in the market and be able to do things and blah blah blah. But what I've found up in Norwich, Norwich is actually it's quite, act- it's quite active isn't it? It's controlled yeah. by people that have cut their teeth in London. And they've gone to Norwich with the knowledge they've learned in London and they've taken over Norwich. So that was quite an eye-opener. But I still managed to find a little niche thing in here. Yeah. That's, well, that's what we do as products, we adapt, we change, we find it, like, So not, Norwich is a very, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely place, it's a, it's a lovely place life. it's a very intelligentsia sort of crowd, as well as Wave, but you've also got the intelligentsia, life. you've got a very creative load of people up there. So it gives you quite forward-thinking music, Norwich. have the students there as well, isn't it? Massive university. The students, students—they they stay on campus, right? The students, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't been encountered. Yeah. They're in their own. I think they're in their own because they've got big, They've got quite a big, um, quite a big uh, club on the campus, haven't they? University. The UEA. is just beginning to be uh, reopened, but that was shut by a backward-thinking council. Okay, so that's you been Do, in do you mean
0: there is forward-thinking councils?
1: Uh, no, well, is yeah. that what you're no, so guessing that? that no, does I don't no, 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 no. think you're actually very wrong with that. Do you think it is? Because there are so many venues out there now who are allowing things like that you've got the uh, where are doing the you know, thing the old IKEA in right. Tottenham Yeah, you've got the places and the spaces in like the print works, etc But, so but is so the council? Is that the individual venues? Actually licensing council right. licensing spaces that people would find but never were prepared to license before. So councils, particularly after um, Covid and whatever, but they'd be told before Covid they were told, councils were told to make, make, make money out of their public spaces. So you've now got loads of festivals going off on my old sports grab. six, six them though I guess. Which, yeah but they're making money out of it whereas in the old rave times, no chance right. in the world of putting, you know, from pot, putting on a rave, you're crazy. But now, so, councils are a bit more open-minded. Norwich is, is a bit backward, but, so I've moved to Norwich, I thought I'd take it a bit easy. I'm doing events at uh, Epic the Biggest Tub there, which is an old uh, Granada, uh, sorry, Anglia TV Studios, which is a great facility. that? Uh, it's a cute space, it's something like the um, Stevenage Ice Rink, no, sorry, of the, um, where United Dance it. That, that was Roaring Meg, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, when they did the Stevenage... Yeah, did it. it was Roaring Meg. No, no, this, that, that, that... Was, was that Roaring Meg was the, the ice rink. Right. The Stevenage ice Legend was very nice to dance. So Epic is, a, is a, on a similar scale, but they, they they won't allow that amount of people in. Right. But the production levels and the staging and the lights and everything you've got there is absolutely amazing because <laughs> it's an old TV scene. So I'm putting on events in there, but there's also some other little... Clubs have got lovely crypts in there, and um, so I found one that does a hundred capacity, and like uh, we worked here. At, so basically, uh, it allows me a chance to now put on a kind of niche, or arguably indulgent, partners. Just see, it. To, sounds a, interesting. So it's rolling the dice, rolling the dice to see if things can happen. Because we, we're as promoters, we've got the perennial problem. It's like DJs like to, we would like DJs to play more and an hour or oh, an hour and forty-five minutes, but we can't because we're fearful because it doesn't look as big. As big, yeah. So you've got those sort of problems. It's but, like but, it's like some of these tubs of protein on the shelf
0: are this big, where they have this much protein. Yeah, the because if if you have two tubs of protein with the same
1: in them, one's that big, one's that big, everyone's going to pick the bigger tub. Yeah, Just yeah, because you, you automatically do. do. Yeah. But but I found a place in Norwich that is enabling me to do like this event. Uh, with Steve Proctor. up, so if you if you do, you have it's very he was very old school, he, but he's been around from here's was,
0: he, he was a gentleman, with a hell of a character.
1: He's, he, Steve is Steve. <laughs> he was. Uh, uh, he's an ego e- walking. Brilliant with it, but he was, he's got every right to be in the club. Yeah, he's, he's, been, been, he's been, been around, he been around, been around was on clubs in Liverpool in the Blitz era, Steve Strange and Rusty and all that sort of stuff, in Liverpool in 1979 like 80. And he's run clubs all the way through, so he's one of the threads through. I think I've, been about, I've been about two, Not legal, but he's still doing it. So I've got the chance I'm putting on the event where Steve is playing all night. But uh, but Norwich has got an intelligence in audience that will relate to that. So it's nice to be in the situation to be able to do that. I'm also doing a, ch- a children-friendly thing on a Sunday, that's nice to do all, that. the, all these flyers, what we'll do for
0: you guys, you'll probably see them yeah. popping up here in about one, two,
1: three seconds. Now that I've flashed up, and we're moving on. Uh, so another one that I've been able to, by finding this facing knowledge, I'm able to do something called uh, Scrumptious, which is my Sunday thing, but it's in you know, a Scrumptious and it's in a Friday evening, and it's about it, so I'm able to do breaks music, which is my favourite music. And I've been able to do that for a long oh, wow. while. It's nice to um, c- occasionally
0: do things for, for yourself, as a to Yes, might,
1: I found that over the
0: years, a certain people you like just for your own desire, like I've got a book. I've got a book here. I've got
1: a book. Yeah, here. I've got it would be nice to be to have a, an oh, indulgent point. So I'm, I'm just testing self self indulgence. Yes, there you go. There you go. But so, I mean, there's that. Obviously, there's once a year in heaven at, uh, in November. Hopefully, you'll come down for that. I'll be down, down for that one. one. So um, that, get I down mean, there. That, that's you know the way to sell it is that uh, if you if you've got if you're well set up, then you come down to London for the weekend. You go and see the Christmas lights and you go shopping. And on we the Sunday, nice hotel. That's right. Or on the Sunday, you either tell the people to go shopping and you say I'm just popping out for a loaf of bread or a pint of milk, just arrive. As long as you arrive back twelve hours later. All night, all day, yeah. Ch- so the, the, all day, all day, a the
0: all day concepts, especially for us as the older generation, yeah. is it, fantastic. I mean, we can go out in the afternoon, you know, be home by between 10 and midnight. You can function if you want to carry on partying, you can at home, yeah. and you, yeah, you can function, but it allows us to go out and do it while we're in, a, in the prime of our day. So, if we went out at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night now, I think by the time it gets to sort of one or two in the morning, we'll. Oh, I oh, not you a lot, you're an animal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are um, the animal. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the all day concept is, is it, it is a good thing. It, yeah, allows you to, it allows you to be like people who come back on the wheel. It works for them. New people, you can bring new people into it. You can do family friendly events. There's lots of things that you can do. It's it, it's broadened. It's a, it, it is broadened, I think. You know, I've, I've been doing them for a Cheers long, really. a long time now. You know, and they, they do, most definitely, you know, you've got the, old, the older generations there, you've got the ge- older generations for, uh, raving with their children, yeah. sometimes grandchildren, but you also get, what you get in Raveland, to people, if you do hear this and you've not really been there, I don't really get it, Raveland is not about girl meets boy. Anybody who ends up in Raveland, the youngsters, like university people now, when they go to university, they get fed advertising to go to dance music. They're kind of told to where to go. So right, so right. back they're told where to go, and basically you you are doing your courting, your girl meets boy with a dance music background, right? Which what which is what it never was back for in our the, generation. No, you, did, the you did you your girl meets boy, then you went running. Exactly. or. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not about... Well, twice, yeah. so vice you, versa, you, yeah. you don't go out looking for it. I yeah. exactly. If it happens, everyone's, it happens. Well, everyone's got the answer. the you that? What what is, the Sorry. Man, you no. But, <laughs> right, uh, um, but what, what you get now, so anybody, any of the younger generations that do come are, more, are the more clued up people that are into the music and want to go with a good party. So they end up coming to our parties because we, we put on the good parties. And you end up with a nice, nice clientele. Yes, precisely. So, so you get, end up with a beautiful... I not age specific. Yeah, yes, across the board, totally. And mean. obviously, it's at Heaven, so obviously well, that's what great music's about. Oh, it's about
0: bringing different walks of life together and uh, being that's able exactly. to just enjoy enjoy music, enjoy people's company.
1: For for people who are not familiar with Heaven, now Heaven was one of the, the two venues really that started it for me, and started it for most of the people who run the whole dance music industry mm-hmm. in this country at the moment. So you had Heaven, and you had Camden Palace. Can place we on a Friday? Heaven would be on a Monday night for Spectrum, etc. And um, Rage was on yeah, the Rage well, yeah. right, So you had, had those were the places. Now Heaven was a a gay club, right? And it's now that's that's why we're at that club. It was there exactly at the beginning in 89, etc. And it's like a homecoming. So that's why for it, the reason we're on a Sunday but is because you can't get the venue any other time because it's purely gay events that oh, are yeah. yeah, there and they sell out but Sunday is the only gap in the market so we do it there right? but it, it will lead to a bit of a cross-reading in the crowd and it's brilliant because it makes for better parties it's a more interesting
0: crowd you know it's- also I know it's a Sunday but it doesn't uh, every now and again it's a booking Monday off work people or if you've got your own business Have somebody cover your business. Come down, make a weekend of it. Get yourself a hotel. Uh, If you're not from London, doesn't mean you can't go to the party. There's always been like a bit of a segregation with with sort of inner London, that inner section, and what goes on outside it. But I think you know, take yourself down there, put yourself in London.
1: Rain rain dance as well is not a London-centric party. No, it's not. Not at all. When I was doing the SE1, you would look on the back of the flyers. saying your flyers, there would be about 120 outlets it's all 12, around yeah, the country, yeah, everywhere. So you would get the way it would work. You would get a carload of people coming from each area. That means they were determined to have a good time. Yeah. So you, they don't travel, you don't travel that distance if you're not going so, precisely. So you provided the ingredients. You got a mix from all over the country, determined to have a good time. You didn't have a local area centric. Oh, it's on again tonight, and standing around being moody. Don't get that out of cool. So, take a trip to London, come check it out. Yep. So yeah. So, that's your next one, 19th of November. Sunday, the 19th of November, 1.30 to 10.30-ish, which means if it's still kicking off and going on, then it likely will go on longer. You'll catch me relaxing, chilling out, doing a bit on the mic, and you'll catch him running around like a headless chicken. Uh, no, no, you'll catch Alex running around, <laughs> headless chicken, trying to find me to get his wages. That's, that will be what will be happening. I will find you. I will get my wages. I will kill you.
0: <laughs> um, Rich, it's been a pleasure. Listen, it? I know your story is uh, and your background is is huge. And uh, also from doing podcasts myself, I understand that what we've done today is we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot, lot, lot more to to your background and, and what you've done and been involved in with music and bunch imagine other things. Yeah. But we'll come back to that another day, maybe get you back over from Norwich, another yeah. time we'll do a part two next year, maybe.
1: No, that, that would Let's be cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, putting a story out there is basically like claiming, claiming ownership. Yes. What we've done, been involved in, etc. So As so things go forward, you get things like Sky will come along with another documentary, which don't, is an don't, absolute pile of crap. Don't forget the
0: dinosaurs, people.
1: Yes. Well, no, or, so what we call, one day you wake up in our world and suddenly we're foundational. That's I did. I didn't vote for that. I'm i am suddenly found I shouldn't have won. <laughs> yeah, so it's, all it's all good.
0: Respect. Brother, thank you very much. Thank you. You're a gentleman. You're a top man. Ooh, thank cool. you very much. History of Hardcore Podcast Part Four. Thank you very much for watching people. Uh, it's nice to have in the house today my Mrs. Stacey, George Woo! Kang, Laura Kang,
1: Neil, Stacey,
0: other Stacey, and Rich Raindance the house. Yay! Thank you very much. <laughs> We're outing yeah, by a quarter yeah. of